والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبوا لنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم So we're uh, continuing on the series in which we relate hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu that pertains to our um, of the well-being and uh, of the home so I've highlighted on these on this first slide some of the hadith that we have already covered, just as a review. Um, so inshallah we'll just jump right into the next hadith. فنظر إليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم قال من لا يرحم لا يرحم. So the translation, we'll just review the translation, then we'll we'll go back, obviously as we normally do. Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم kissed Al Hasan ibn Ali while while Al Al Arq bin Habis Al Tamimi was sitting beside him. Al Arq said, "I have ten children and I have never kissed any of them." Allah's Messenger وسلم, cast a look at him and said, Whoever is not merciful to others will not be treated mercifully by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm just going to read the translation one more time. Allah's Messenger وسلم, kissed Al Hasan ibn Ali, his grandson, while Al Aqra ibn Habis al Tamimi, who, who was somebody who was in the company of the Prophet, he was sitting beside him. Al Aqra said, I have ten children and I have never kissed any of them. Allah's Messenger وسلم, upon hearing this, looked toward Al-Aqra and said, whoever is not merciful to others will not be treated mercifully by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is narrated in Sahih Bukhari. So what's a bit of background before we delve into the discussion of this hadith? Some background points about this general topic. The first is that there's a correlation between the warmth that a parent shares with their child or maybe a grandparent to their children, you could say offspring, uh, and their well-being. There's a correlation between warmth that a ch- parent shows to the child and their long-term well-being, uh, and short-term as well. What I mean is that children, by their nature, are, are such that they need warmth from adults. And in particular, parents, if not parents, and from some, from some unter- other parental figure. Now, we think that the effect of the warmth and the gentleness that, you, that we provide to our child is short-lived, like maybe the effect of what I do today will have an effect in maybe a few days or a few weeks and I'll see results. But studies have shown, and I've included uh, one study here, that the gentleness and warmth that's shown to a child has effects many years later even in mid- middle age or in midlife. In this study in particular, what they had, uh, found, and you can see the reference online later, but if uh, in this study they had actually followed children who were experiencing warmth, you can say, uh, emotional warmth from parents. Um, and what effect it had and what they found was that it had affected 
uh, multiple domains of the child's well-being many years later. Emotional, psychological, um, uh, their ability to be productive, etc. So it's important for us to understand this correlation between the gentleness and warmth that a parent shows to their child. Many studies have now shown this in, in the science of parenting for many, many years, and I've highlighted one of these studies in the slides. The second background point is that a child feels loved through physical touch. Look, children need love, and there's different ways that children will experience that love. And one of the ways that children feel loved is through physical touch and affection. That could be in the form of embracing, like hugging. It could be in the form of kissing. It could be in the form of patting on the back. It could be in the form of simply just placing your hand on a child. So, there, so the, the point is that a child, one of the ways that a child feels loved is through physical touch. The third background point is that the degree of touch needed by a child, an individual child, varies. Some children, so let's put it this way. Um, everyone needs some degree of physical touch. Some children, in order to feel loved, are fully dependent on physical touch. They need hugs, they need kisses, they need uh, pats on the back, they need their hand held when they're taken to the store or when they're out at the park. This really fills their bucket of love. But there are other children who don't like to be touched, right? Very minimal, like the more you touch them, the more they move away. And it's important for us to understand that every child is different, so we shouldn't force necessarily more touch than needed. There's variability between our child and our children. Within one family, if you have two or three children, you'll notice that some children really want to feel touched or, or, or feel loved through touch, some, you know, very minimally. So that's the background that children need warmth from parents. One way by which they receive this warmth and love is through physical touch, and that. Uh, the degree of touch needed by a child varies from child to child. Okay, so let's return back to the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Allah's Messenger ﷺ kissed Hassan ibn Ali, who is his grandson, right? The daughter, sorry, the son of Fatima and Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. He, kiss, he kissed Hassan ibn Ali when, Habis, uh, atem, when Al-Aqra ibn Habis, someone who was sitting with the Prophet ﷺ. And Al-Aqra said, when, upon seeing the Prophet ﷺ kissing this child, said, I have 10 children and I have never kissed any of them. So you might think that, okay, well, who is this person and why hasn't he kissed his children? The majority of us, if we have children or if we have nephews and nieces, we, we've kissed them at some point in our life, but we have to put this in the context of, um, of that culture and that society. At the time of the Prophet uh, men, or you could say fathers, they didn't embrace their children. It was, they didn't show affection outwardly. It was almost, It was, can, can you hear me? Is this good? No? It's a little low. Okay. It was almost a, it was almost a sign of weakness. So when now a person who is, and there's other, actually another narration that mentions that a Bedouin had come, and it's the same circumstance essentially, uh, had come and witnessed this, and they're seeing the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the middle of this society and this culture and this space and time where men don't show affection to children, and now the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is showing love to this grandson, it was a bizarre encounter, right? It's, it's something bizarre to see. Now when Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam heard this statement from this person, Al-Aqra, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam looked toward him and said, whoever is not merciful to others, 
will not be treated mercifully, right? Yani by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's, uh, there's another variation of this narration as well. But So th- this is the setting in which this happens. So what lessons do we learn from this hadith? The first lesson is that displaying affection to children is highly regarded and highly rewarded in deen. Displaying physical affection to children, it's highly regarded and it's highly rewarded in deen. In fact, it's from the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the sunnah is the pinnacle when it comes to our ability to worship Allah. If we want to see what the best form of pleasing Allah is, it's to follow the sunnah. And it is from the sunnah, as recorded in hadith, to show physical affection to our children. Um, that's point number one. Point number two is that, from this hadith, is that, uh, oh, and, and going back to point number one, that displaying affection to children is highly regarded and awarded in deen. It's not, this is one instance where the Prophet was kissing his grandson. But there's other narrations as well. There's one narration where the Prophet ﷺ was visiting his son, Ibrahim, who at the time was staying with, with um, you know, he was staying out in the outskirts of the city with a nurse who would nurse the child, right? That was the custom of the time. And in that narration, the Prophet ﷺ went and he kissed his son, Ibrahim. In another narration that we discussed, I think, last week, that when Fatima radiallahu anha would come to the house of the Prophet so now she's older, this is his daughter, when she would come to the house of the Prophet he'd stand up, go to the entrance or the door, welcome her, take her in, and it comes in the hadith, he used to kiss her, take her by the hand, and have her seated. So there's many examples of the Prophet displaying physical affection, and it is from the sunnah to partake of that, and it is highly rewarded in deen. The second lesson is, that physical affection is a means of displaying mercy. Physical affection is a means of displaying mercy. So what is, what is mercy? Mercy is when a person shows compassion to someone that they have authority over or they have some responsibility over. So for instance, a person commits a crime, they go to the judge, they accept that they've made a mistake and they're guilty, and now they're at the mercy of the judge to let them go. Right? That's a, the judge has a responsibility to make a decision. There's some authority over the individual. And if the judge lets that person go, that's considered merciful or mercy. Physical affection is a means by which we display mercy. And from this hadith, we learn this is how we display mercy to those people that are young, like our children or our grandchildren or our nephews and our nieces or other people. Um, it's a means of us by which we uh, display mercy. And what is mercy for a child? It's the child appreciating that my, my parent or my, uh, the adult that's responsible for me loves me, right? Because they perceive this as mercy, even though I did something wrong or I made a mistake or I'm constantly disobeying or I'm constantly upsetting my parents. If I'm, if, as a parent, I'm still continuing to show physical affection, the child is saying, wow, irrespective of who I am, I'm still receiving unconditional love from my parent. This is mercy and children need this. The third lesson that we learn from this hadith, uh, and the reason I mention mercy in particular is because the Prophet ﷺ, as a response to this person saying, I've never kissed any of my children, the Prophet ﷺ could say, oh, you should, you should kiss 10 children. But right, that, that would be the, the immediate reaction. But the Prophet ﷺ is saying, Instead of focusing on the, the, the action or lack of or inaction of the individual, the Prophet is saying, oh, this is a reflection of the absence of mercy in your heart towards your children. Right? So that's why we're highlighting from this hadith, mercy. The third point is, if we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, and all of us are in need of Allah's mercy, we should exhibit mercy to our household. 
if we want the mercy of Allah, we should exhibit mercy toward our household. What do I mean? In, you know, we know that on the day of judgment, all of us are dependent, our success is dependent upon Allah Ta'ala being merciful to us. Right? It comes in another hadith where the Prophet says, not a single person, not a single person will be able to succeed on the day of judgment except that they pass, except that they receive the mercy of Allah. And so when the Sahaba asked him, even you, Ya Rasulullah, I mean, you're the perfection of what human, human beings could be. You're, you, you're ma'asum, you haven't made a mistake. And the Prophet says, yes, even me, even the Prophet is dependent upon Allah's mercy. So all of us are dependent on Allah's mercy. Now in this hadith, the Prophet says, Man la yarham, la, ma, the Prophet says, um, going back to the Arabic, the Prophet says, Man la yarhamu, la yurhamu. The Prophet says that whoever doesn't exhibit mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, will not treat them mercifully. Right? And, and that's very powerful. This statement comes in many other hadith. This principle, this general principle, that if I want Allah's mercy, then I have to be merciful toward others. This comes in many other hadith as well. In the context of this circumstance, the Prophet mentions it again. Right? It's very unique. In the context of the circumstance where a person wonders, why are you, O Messenger of Allah, kissing a child? The Prophet mentions this again, suggesting that mercy isn't just something that we show to everybody around, but in particular, it applies to the people within our household. And our tendency tends to be that we are empathetic and sympathetic toward the rest of the world. But if someone within our own household makes a mistake, you know, all of a sudden um, accusations begin to form, right, and develop. And we, and we pull that love away. Um, but that's just not what we learn, right? That's just not what we learn from this hadith. So the third lesson point is that if we want and we seek Allah's mercy, and all of us do, then we can expect to receive it from Allah if we are merciful to those that are within our household. Okay, so two take-home practice points before we conclude. The first practice point is that we should uh, embrace our children, um, and I wrote here, e either upon awakening or at bedtime, right? Pick some time of the day that we can consistently implement this if we have children, is that we should embrace our child, for instance, when they first wake up in the morning or at bedtime. It could be in the form of a hug. It could be in the form of a kiss if we want to follow the strict definition of the Sunnah of the Prophet But recognize that children need this. The Prophet highlighted the importance of this. He highlighted how it benefits us ultimately because this is a Sunnah and the pinnacle of worship is the Sunnah of the Prophet and this is a means by which we can attain Allah's mercy. There's no reason why we couldn't do this. And then I mentioned earlier, in all of these scientific studies that show the effect that warmth and affection has toward a child and their long-term well-being, it would, there's no reason why we wouldn't do this. So, at least once a day, it could be in the morning, before, when they first wake up and you first see them. It could be when maybe you come home from work and you first interact with them. They come home from school. It could be when, before they're going to bed. Make it a rule that, hey, you know, I'm going to go and kiss my kids while they're in bed before they go to sleep at night. And, and it will have very long-term benefits. Uh, the second uh, take-home point or practice point is that we should try to learn the language of the household. Learn the language of the household. <clears throat> what do I mean? This is a lengthy discussion, and I hope to cover this maybe in a subsequent talk. But that is that our tendency is that we think that the things that make me feel loved, the, thing that make, that, the things that bring love to me, uh, that's how everyone else in my house also feels loved. So for instance, if someone gets me a gift, maybe I will feel, uh, I feel very like, appreciated. 
So we assume that if I give a gift to everybody else in my house, everybody in my house will feel appreciated. Maybe in my case, it, I will feel loved if uh, someone thanks me. And when someone uh, says thank you to me, I really feel loved. So I assume that if I say thank you to everyone in the household, then they'll also feel loved. <clears throat> but every human being is different. Every husband and wife is different. Every child within one household is different. The things that make one child feel loved are not necessarily the things that make another child feel loved. Maybe one child likes physical touch and affection, which means that we have to, we have to um, give them that. Maybe one child feels the need for gifts. We have to give them that. One child feels the need for quality time spent together. We have to give them that. Otherwise, what we're going to be doing is we think that we are providing love to a child by doing you know, the same thing for every single child. And one child progresses in life and, and, um, uh, and, and um, makes the most out of that affection. And the other child you end up, we end up seeing you know, ends up not, not uh, having a lot more issues later in life. So this is a difficult, lengthy conversation. But just the take-home point is recognize that everyone feels loved differently there's a different language that we should speak to the people within our household uh, and it's not the language that we know we should tr figure out some system or some way to learn what language that loved one uh, speaks and give them love in that way okay so in this case we mentioned in particular physical affection by kissing as the apostle said mentioned some kids are very dependent upon physical affection and if that's Maybe the language that one of our children speaks, we should maximize on that, but learn the other languages. And all of these languages are contained within the Sunnah of the Prophet You know, one child, the Prophet would kiss. One child, the Prophet would give a gift. One child, the Prophet would spend time with. One child, the Prophet would joke with. I mean, every child was different that was interacting with the Prophet And his emotional intelligence was such a high level that he knew what language this person spoke. So. The people in our household we should learn, be it our spouses, be it our parents, be it our siblings, be it our children, learn what language they speak and give them love in their language. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to appreciate the value um, of these hadith of the Prophet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to practice upon these hadith and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our households with love. Wa akhru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.